we continue our study in the book of the Revelation. <clears throat> I have in my notes that we left off at chapter 2 and verse 24, if I have, if I have that correct. We had uh, gone through most of what the Lord had said to the church at Thyatira, but just a brief, a brief recap to the angel or the messenger of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. A, a description of our Lord Christ. I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works, the last, to be more than the first. So their, their works have increased. Their, their works on the Lord's behalf have increased. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest, thou permittest. Thou, they, they permit, and suffer is an old English term, as we, as we mentioned last night in Mark 10, verse 4, when Christ said, suffer the little children to come unto me. It is, it is a permit. Permit the children, the little children, to come unto me. Thou, per, thou permittest, or sufferest, that woman Jezebel, which callest herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now, as we mentioned the, the last time I was here, I, I, this is my opinion. I do not believe this woman's name was actually Jezebel. I believe the, the Lord is drawing from the Old Testament uh, and, and saying she's just like Jezebel in the Old Testament. And we examined all that Jezebel did and that she was a wicked, wicked woman. She, was, uh, she is the one who stirred up in her husband Ahab all the wickedness that he did, the wickedness that was uh, said to be above those that came before him, that the ones that came before him should have been a light thing compared to what he did, compared to what uh, was done under his watch and with his guidance, uh, the, the killing of, yes, sir? She was, she was. Uh, the, what she did to, uh, oh, the, 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 the landowner, Naboth uh, and his sons, having killed, having killed Naboth and his sons, and having having uh, um, forged a document saying that he sold that land to Ahab, uh, that was right up against the palace, um, ju- and and having killed him just so that Ahab could get that land. And you remember he was pouting like a little child when he when Na- when Naboth wouldn't wouldn't give that land unto him. This and what Jezebel, uh, Jezebel's who, whose father was Eth, Ethbaal, uh, she was a worshiper of Baal and brought in 450 prophets of Baal that were being fed at her table. The government was, was, was using the tax money to then uh, provide, to, to, to fund these idol, these idol priests, these uh, priests of an idol named Baal. She caused this very thing, this, this Jezebel type had done the very thing to seduce my servants, Christ's people, to teach, or to, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, spiritual fornication, bringing in the worshiping of idols next to our Lord God. He will not permit that to happen it did, for, for long, I should say. Do you remember when the Philistines brought in 
brought in the Ark of the Covenant next to their, next to their idol, Dagon. And he fell down. Yes, the Lord, the first night, caused Dagon to fall down before the Ark of the Covenant because even idols must worship the true and the living God. And the next day, all they stood him up. How weak is your God that you must stand him up? The next day, the Lord cut his head off and cut his hands off and made him bow down again and, and then struck the, uh, uh, struck the whole of the, uh, the town of the Philistines, whatever town that was, I don't remember, with uh, hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. Now, some will say tumors. They struck them with tumors, but it was, it was actually hemorrhoids. And so they passed it around. Oh, it needs to go to, needs to, go to the next town over because misery loves company. If we're going to be miserable, they need to be miserable with us. And then it came time that well, we, can't, we can't take care of this. We can't handle this any longer. So they actually loaded the Ark of the Covenant onto, onto some cattle and sent it and slapped them on the back and sent them towards, back towards Israel. That way they, they would get rid of, because they knew that, that the, they even said the hand of the Lord is heavy upon us. They knew who it was that did those very things to them. This, uh, the Lord will not permit for long to be worshipped alongside an idol and to eat things sacrificed to idols in a, in a manner of worship. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she did not. She repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed. She made her bed, now she must lie in it. And them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children. That is, uh, maybe not even just her physical children, but also her spiritual children. Do you remember Christ saying in John, I believe it was John 8, 44, to the Pharisees, Ye are of your father the devil, and ye will do what your father, what, what your father does. You know, God is our father. The devil is their father, not in the same way that God is our father. God has actually begat us again unto a living hope. We have a new man that is, that is created in the image of, that is uh, uh, um, created in righteousness and true holiness, that, is, that has the mind of Christ. Our new man was actually begotten of God, not in the same way that Christ is the only begotten son. Otherwise, Christ wouldn't be the only begotten son. But we, our new man is completely different than our old man. They are not children in that they are begotten of the devil. They are followers of the devil, as in he is their spiritual father. You remember how many times Jesus said, call no man father. But then Paul says that Timothy and Titus, uh, that he is their spiritual father, that they are his children. He's talking about spiritually. He had no children. Uh, he's talking about spiritually. Uh, that that he, he even says to the Corinthians, follow me as I follow Christ. He's using, using himself as the, as the example. He's the one that had received direct revelation from the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he's the one who wrote some, what, 14 out of 27 books of the New Testament. Uh, so a good, uh, that's over 50%, including the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews is written by the Apostle Paul. It was all given to him by the Lord God. He had a thorn in the flesh that he was given because of the abundance of revelations, that he wouldn't be exalted above which he should be. The Apostle Paul is a great man, but there w if he did not have that thorn in the flesh, either he or others would have raised him up higher than they ought to have. 
So he was given the thorn in the flesh for that reason. This, uh, um, uh, her children, her followers, the ones that she has taught and seduced to go about these ways, he will kill her, her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the hearts and the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Speaking of our earthly works, we do, we are judged now for what we do. Do you remember at the end of the book of the Revelation where Christ says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. When he comes, our reward will be given to us. There, there will be a giving of, of, uh, of rewards for his millennia in, in, during his millennial reign. There will be, you remember the, uh, I don't remember what the parable's called, but he had the, um, uh, the one where he gave one, one coin to the, the parable of the talents, that's right. Um, and he had one servant that just buried it and another one that made five and another one that made ten. And he gave to the ones that made five and ten, you shall rule over many, many cities, many people, something along those lines, cities. But the one who just buried it, who did nothing with what he was given, he's a wicked, wicked servant. And uh, um, there, there is teaching there that there is rewards based on works. Now, we don't work those works in and of ourselves. Those things are worked in us by the Lord God. We, other scriptures, uh, I'm trying to just give a brief summary, and it, it's ended up being longer than I wanted it to be. But, uh, uh, yes, sir? Mm-hmm. Yep. Still did serve. Yep. He may not have done Still a saved man. He didn't do yep. the five and he didn't do the ten. Right? And he was a terrible servant. Still serving. He, he didn't take away his, his salvation. He was still his servant. But the, the, any rewards that he would have had, they were, they were removed. Right? Um, uh, the Peter talks about um, uh, uh, the precious stones. Um, Gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Talking about our works. What will abide the fire? What will abide the refining fire? Gold, silver, precious stones. Fire makes it even better. Fire refines it, purifies it. But wood, hay, stubble, they're not going to come through the fire. That, that's how our works are measured. Uh, what, what comes through at the end of the fire uh, is, is the, the rewards that we will, that we will receive. The elders of the, in the book of the uh, further on in the book of the Revelation, they cast the crowns at the foot of the Lamb, because th- those crowns are rewards that they received for works that they had done. The elders there represent the redeemed of all time, and they cast the crowns down at the foot of the Lamb, because it wasn't I that worked these works; it was it was Him. Thou hast wrought all our works in us, Isaiah twenty six twelve. It is he that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The God, uh, uh, the God of all comfort, uh, Hebrews thirteen twenty one. he's the one who works in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight. He will perfect that which concerneth us. He will complete it. He is the one working in us to do those very things. That is why those crowns were cast at his feet. But I say unto you, verse 24, 
But unto you I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden. So he tells the rest that have not this teaching. Doctrine is a, is a word that many, oh, I don't like the word doctrine. It just means teaching. Uh, there's nothing special about it. The, the Bible is good for doctrine, for teaching. For teaching. That, that, is, that is what is, it is intended as one of its many intended uses. For teaching, for reproof, uh, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. This doctrine, this teaching, that uh, uh, this Jezebel type had taught and seduced Christ's servants with, as many as have not that doctrine, because there, apparently there were people in that church in Thyatira that said, uh-uh, we're not going to go that way. We're not going to, we're not going to listen to that. We're going to stick with what we know is true. Those that had not that doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, speaking of those that have been, had been taught and seduced by this Jezebel type, I will put upon you none other burden. That is, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. I've got nothing against what you're doing, but that which ye, ye have already. Hold fast till I come. What you're doing already, hold fast. Keep on, be steadfast. Continue on in what, in what you are doing. Don't be, don't, be taught, don't be taught by this Jezebel type. Don't be seduced by her, but hold fast till I come. And he will come. Not, this isn't just about his second coming. Because remember what he said that he would do to that Jezebel type and her, and her, and her children? He would come and kill, kill them. He not only comes in, in, you know, the first time unto salvation and the second time unto, uh, or, or, the, or the first time for, for judgment, for the deliverance of us from the penalty of sin and the ultimate, uh, the entire redemption of the purchased possession at his second coming, body, soul, and spirit will be delivered at his second coming. Our, our spirit is saved now. Our soul is being saved as we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our body will be saved in the day of his, in the day of his coming, where we, the entire purchased possession, us, because he purchased us, we're not our own, when he redeems the whole thing, body, soul, and spirit. But he will hold fast until he comes and delivers judgment upon this church in Thyatira, upon the, whether it be the whole church or just her and her and her and her followers. Hold fast till he comes. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Now, I, I just realized I should have looked behind that power. I believe it's the Greek term exousia, um, that's just off the top of my head. It could be dunamis, um, if, any, if any knows off the top of their head or has the ability uh, to look at it. That dunamis being uh, the term for dynamic power. When the Holy Spirit came in power, he came in dynamic power to do, to do uh, uh, mirac- miraculous works, to do miracles. Exousia, the term for executive power, authority. When Christ said, all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth, it's the Greek term exousia, all authority. Exousia, all authority has been given to Christ in heaven and on earth. Here, he will give them authority 
over the nations. And we'll get verse 27 before we go into what, what it's talking about. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. Now, hang on a minute. I thought Christ was supposed to be the one that rules with a rod of iron. That is true. That is true. Come to, the, come to chapter 19. Chapter 19 of the book of the Revelation, in verse 15, And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. That is, not a physical sword proceeds out of his mouth, it's that his words get things accomplished. All he has to do to the, to the, to the beast, the, ult- the last Antichrist and his army, is speak. And it's done. All he has to do is command, and it stands fast, Psalm 33. His words accomplish things. So when he says, die, they die. That's all he has to do. He doesn't actually have to fight. All he has to do is speak, and it, and it happens. With it, he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. He is the one that will do the, that very thing. He is the one that will break them. He is the one that will rule them and break them, as we read uh, in Psalm 2. Psalm 2, I believe we've gone over that in the past, but there, towards the end of the psalm, verse, uh, verse 8, Psalm 2, we, we know from Acts chapter 4 that it is about the Lord Jesus Christ. It has a near fulfillment in David, being the anointed king of Israel. David is the psalmist here, according to Acts chapter 4. But it is ultimately about the Lord Jesus Christ and his first coming, which they applied it to there, and his second coming. Verse 8, ask of me, this is his father speaking, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. He did not forget to ask because he has all authority in heaven and on earth. He is the one who rules and reigns now. There will come a time in which he rules and reigns visibly. He does that invisibly now. Everything is going according to his will among the armies of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. He will do that. He will do that very thing as we see in Revelation chapter 19. But here he says to the one that overcomes... He will give to do that. So Christ does that also through his people. As we spoke about the parable of the talents, those, uh, that, that is an actual thing that will happen. We will be ruling and reigning with Christ. I think I've mentioned it before, but if any of you work for a government entity, you're just getting training on what you're going to be doing in the millennium. Because we're going to be government workers. We'll be working underneath the king. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. That is us. On such the second death hath no power. You and I, we won't even, it won't even be a threat, the second death, the lake of fire. You, you and I won't even, it won't even be a thought in our mind that we'll be cast into the lake of fire. It will, it will not happen because we, will, we are part of the first resurrection. But they shall be priests of God and Christ and shall reign with him 
a thousand years. We will rule and reign with Christ a thousand years. We will be under him. He will be the preeminent one, the one sitting upon the throne in Jerusalem, the one that is, that is the ultimate ruler. We will be doing his bidding. We will be doing what it, whatever it is that he has us do, whether it's reign over many cities or reign over just a few or maybe none. I don't know exactly what all we'll be doing. The word of God doesn't tell us exactly what we'll be doing. But I know that we will be, that we will be ruling and reigning with Christ. And that 8,000 years is indefinite, yes. But just look at the previous verse. The 1,000 years. Previous verse than that. A 1,000 years. Previous verse than that. The 1,000 years. Previous verse than that. A 1,000 years. Every time that there is an A, an indefinite article, it's talking about the previous the 1,000 years definite article. It is a definite 1,000 years. Some, some have said, oh, see, it's indefinite article, A. Thousand years. Uh, it could be six thousand years. It could be. Some would say this is talking about now. That we, while Christ is reigning now, he is he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords now, not just in the future. He isn't the one that is seated amongst the head of the nations, reigning visibly. So we aren't. the The church does not rule and reign with Christ. The church has a specific purpose. The church was given a specific commission, and it wasn't to reign. It wasn't to run the state. It wasn't to be the government. What happens when the church is the government? Think of the Dark Ages. Think of what happened in Europe during, during the, that time period. The church ran the government. That's not good. It was a terrible time. There's a reason it's called the Dark Ages. It was a, it was a very bleak period of time, and the true churches of Christ were, were persecuted. You've heard of the Inquisition. Some of, even, even the, the reformers, so many of the uh, uh, Baptists in that day came out of the Catholic, the, the Catholic tradition. So they had been baptized as an infant. They came to the understanding that, that baptism upon uh, one's profession of faith is, is the true way to go. So they were baptized Truly, the first time, uh, true, that would be their, their first and only baptism. But the Catholic Church called them Anabaptists, called them rebaptizers. That's where, that's where we get our name from. Our enemies named us. I don't know, that, that was something that was kind of baffling to me whenever I first learned it. But that's why we're called Baptists. We eventually dropped the Anna. Yes, sir? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it was their, the, the, the time before was ritual, was water being poured out. It wasn't baptism. The, yes, I'm, I'm talking about those that left the Catholic Church. Right, their baptism that they had from the Catholic Church. No, no, no. The, the, Lord, the Lord's church has been there since he instituted when he first said, follow me. When he first called to, was it James and John or Peter, Peter and Andrew? I can't, I can't remember, but the first time he called one out, he instituted the first church. Otherwise, if the church wasn't instituted until Acts chapter 2, it would be the church of the Holy Spirit. 
not, not the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, I, I digress. The church has a very specific commission. Our, our job is to preach the gospel to every creature, as we're told at the end of Mark. Now, that's not every donkey and horse and cow. He's talking about the new creation in Christ. The new creation in Christ is the only creation that cares about the gospel, that cares about the good news of what Christ has done. Teaching them, baptizing, or, or baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And, this is the one that men love to leave off, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That is, that is the church's commission. That is what, what the church is to do. The government has their role. The family has their role. There are lots of uh, what some would call the spheres of influence, uh, spheres of uh, authority, I think is uh, what they actually call it. I digress. This is speaking of a future time when we will rule and reign with Christ, when we will be uh, those doing his bidding. That time is, is yet future. Revel- the speaking, speaking of those times. So it is those that overcome that he will, give, he will give a rod, he will give authority over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. As, uh, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken into shivers, or they'll be, uh, the potter has power over the clay, as we read in Romans 9, Jeremiah, and Isaiah. They will be shattered. The, those that will come against the Lord Christ will, will result in nothing, even as I received of my Father. Christ has received that of his Father. He will do that. And we see that over time happening now. How many, how many nations that have stood against Christ have fallen? All of them. All of them. And the ones that are right now, that are standing against Christ, will also fall. There will, there will come a time whenever he comes to set up his kingdom, all the nations that are against him will fall. All of those nations will, will, will fall at his sword that proceeds out of his mouth. And I will give him the morning star. The Lord Jesus Christ is the morning star. He is the day star that arises in our hearts. Do you know that uh, it is, it is a, a, a particular blessing for those that will walk in his ways and obey him, that he will come make his abode in them? We have the Holy Spirit. That isn't, that isn't, uh, that isn't, uh, isn't an option. We have the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit, being the representative of Christ and his Father in us, is not always at home. Uh, have we discussed Psalm 91? Uh, I, don't know that, I don't know that we have. Psalm 91. We'll, we'll look at that. Let's turn, turn to Psalm 91. Psalm 91, as, as we were going through <clears throat> COVID and, and all of that, I wasn't aware of this text until that happened. Spurgeon went through, went through a, uh, a, cholera, a cholera outbreak during his time, time period sometime in the mid-1800s in England. And he was coming home from a long night at the hospital uh, comforting, comforting saints that were dying. And he was, he was downtrodden. He was beaten down. He, had been, he was tired, but he walked by a shoe shop. And I believe it was Psalm 91. Uh, I think it was Psalm 91.10. Yeah, 
There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. He saw that on a, on a shoe shop in the window, and instantly he, he, was, he was given hope. Why didn't, he, why didn't he succumb to cholera? Why did Martin Luther not succumb to the Black Plague, even though he did the same? He, he went and visited people that were dying. Psalm 91.1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The one that dwells with the Most High is, is, is under the shadow of the Almighty. Do you remember when Lot brought in the angels to his house and the men of Sodom came and, came and desired them, that they should know them? And he said, men, please don't do what you're about to do. They've come under the shadow of my house. They're under my protection. What did, he, did he give the men up? No, he gave them his daughters. That is something that is somewhat practiced in the Middle East to this day. If, you, if any of you, I think it was the Lone Survivor movie where Mark Wahlberg is playing one of those uh, Navy SEALs that gets taken into the, one of the men of the village that whenever he spared his son said, come into my house. And the village ended up, they were angry at that man because they knew what that meant. They protected Mark Wahlberg, uh, I don't remember who he's actually playing, but they protected that man with their lives against the terrorists. That's why the village was angry with that man for bringing him in because that meant the whole village had to protect him. Somewhat similar practice to what Lot did. Somewhat similar practice to the, uh, um, it's in Judges 19. Uh, same, similar thing happened there where they desired to know the stranger that came in to, I don't uh, anyway, same, same thing. This, when, when you dwell with God, Psalm 15 provides he that will dwell with God, how he behaves, what it is that he does, what it is that the Lord is to him. He won't be moved because the Lord is his trust. Because he's looking to God in all of his ways, doing what the Lord says, not doing what his natural man wants to do, walking in what the Lord God would have him to do. He that dwells with God abides under the shadow of the Almighty. You can read through the rest of that psalm and see the protection that being under the shadow of the Almighty provides. The arrows that fly by day and, and uh, all, the, all the things that fly by night, they won't come near you. You, have, you will have nothing to be concerned about. When the Almighty is protecting you, it, uh, the world can't throw anything at you. When, uh, uh, I believe it was Matthew Henry or George Whitfield said, I'm invincible until the Lord says otherwise. Until the Lord desires to take us home. There's, no, there's nothing that can kill us. Napoleon, uh, Napoleon, an evil, wicked man, said this, and it's an interesting note that even he observed this, that he would rather fight 10,000 well-armed, well-generaled men than one man that believed in the sovereignty of God, that believed he was doing the will of God. Because that man would fight with uh, audacious tenacity because he believed that the Lord would protect him until it was time for him to go home. That... The, the fact that a wicked man like that can ob observes that very thing is, is, the, is the truth of, of what Psalm 91 provides the Lord's people. He protects his people. This, um, 
and I, I apologize. I, I, I'm sure I have uh, gone off on a on a great rabbit trail, but <clears throat> back back to our back to our text. Christ is the morning star. John John fourteen twenty three was where was where I was wanting to 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 get to. We know from First Peter that he is the day star. We know from later on in the book of the Revelation that he is the morning star. John fourteen twenty three. This is this is what he is what he is uh, the the type of promise that he is making. John fourteen twenty three. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we, Christ and his Father, will come unto him and make our abode with him. Nobody's going to love Christ except for his people. The world doesn't love Christ. But even, even some of his people have trouble, tra- have trouble loving Christ. Some, as we've already noted through the book of the Revel- through the epistles that Christ has written to these churches, some of them have gone off by the way and gone off and done their own thing. He that does, he that loves Christ will keep his commandments. He that, he that uh, verse 21, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself unto him. Manifest myself to him. So it is speaking of a particular blessing for walking in the Lord's ways. Our salvation is not uh, um, conditional upon our obedience. And praise God for that. Because if it was, if it was 99.9% up to the Lord and 0.1% up to us, we'd find a way to mess it up. We would find a way to mess it up, whether knowingly or unknowingly. But praise God, it is upon the blood of Christ that our salvation rests. It is Romans 5.9, Revelation 5.9, time and time and time again. What did he do with the ordinances that were against us? He nailed them to the cross. Our salvation was accomplished at the cross. Our believing, that is how we come into an experience of it. It is, and so, thus, this passage is not speaking of salvation. It is speaking of rewards based on obedience. Temporal rewards. We receive rewards now as well as later. Sorry, and I, and I apologize if, if I, if I uh, have confused, made it, made it confusing. But we receive rewards now as well as later. And that is a, a wonderful thing that our Lord God gives us. It isn't that he is obligated to do so. He has made promises. He has made promises, and thus he has obligated himself by making those promises. But he, it is still him that works in us to do those very things, to accomplish our portion of those conditional promises. So he will give him the morning star. He and his father will come and make his abode with them. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith Unto the churches. Again, oh, the, the, our Lord Christ always going back to the fact that Christianity, the, entire, the entirety of Christianity is a revealed religion. It isn't something that we've mustered up. It isn't something that uh, the understanding isn't something we've conjured up. It is something that always goes back to the Holy Spirit of God opening the eyes of his people. To understand how many, I didn't understand the same amount of truth yesterday that I understood today as I was going through this text. Two years ago, I didn't understand 
10% of, uh, just as you read, before I read, I always ask the Holy Spirit to open my eyes. Give me ears to hear, eyes to see your word. For just being a born a born again child of God, because Peter and the and the disciples were born again long before his ascension. But even we read after his ascension, he had to open their eyes that they may understand the scriptures. Luke twenty four, I believe you you'll see that very text. He had to open their understanding. That's what it was that they may understand the scriptures. How many times did he say, "Oh, you of slow of understanding"? Because they didn't understand. They didn't, and, and that's the same way with us. We are to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will grow, is the idea. We will grow. We don't get everything all at once. We, we live in an age of instant gratification. We want it all at once, and, and I just want to be perfect now. But that's not how God has desired to work in his people. So Christ, always going back to... It is, it is uh, he that has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. We've got just a few minutes left. And unto the, unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that, that thou livest and art dead. We'll see if we can get the entirety of this, of this verse in just a couple of minutes. Come to Isaiah. <clears throat> the seven spirits of God. I thought that there was just one. Isaiah chapter 11. There is but one Holy Spirit of God. But it, it has a sevenfold ministry, if you will. Isaiah 11, 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. We know that that's speaking of the Lord Christ. That that's speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. As he came into this world, he was, he was the son of David, Jesse being David's father. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. There's one. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Seven. The sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. This, this is, he is the Spirit of the Lord. He is the Spirit of wisdom. But I thought Christ was wisdom. This is also true. 1 Corinthians one twenty four. Christ, the wisdom of God and the power of God. But the Holy Spirit is also elsewhere called the Spirit of Christ. So he is the Spirit of wisdom and, knowledge, and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear, the reverence of the Lord. He is the one who, who causes us to have any of those things. The beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. We don't have true knowledge until we fear God. There is no true wisdom without fearing God. The fool hath said in his heart, there is, is actually added to that text, if you see the italics, the, true, the fool hath said in his heart, no God. Not that there, he's not necessarily denying a deity, He's denying that that deity has anything to do with me. Because his works are abominable. He goes off and does his own thing. That's exactly... This man, while, while he may be an actual atheist, he, he believes that there isn't a God, regardless of whether he's an actual atheist or not, he's a practical one. Even if he believes that there is a God, he walks like there isn't. 
that uh, due to that, there is no true knowledge or wisdom without the fear of the Lord. He is the one, Christ. That text is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the branch that comes out of the root of Jesse. <clears throat> and the seven stars. We noted in the first chapter that Christ is the one with the seven stars in his hand. And he tells them that he knows thy works and that, it, that uh, thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. Right on time. We'll, we'll, leave, you, we'll leave you with that cliffhanger. We'll pick that up here in a couple of weeks whenever, uh, should you have me back. We'll, we'll pick it up in a couple of weeks. Thank you for your time and attention this morning.